0: We are back for another episode of the Pivot Podcast. We are in episode number four, and again, I am joined with my amazing co-host, Mr. Dan Jansen. How are you, sir?
1: Doing terrific, Tracy Ball. Good to be back with you. And uh, we've got two two things we got on. Obviously, we're streaming live in the All Access Pass, but it is also free week here at the time of recording. So we've got a, a bunch of awesome people also hanging out with us in the uh, the chat as well. So. Obviously, as always, as we record these live, throw out, the, uh, throw out the comments, throw out any questions. We'll see if we can address it. But this episode is, uh, it's a, I, I would think to, at least from my perspective of things, the one thing I really learned and helped me a lot with trading was managing risk. So this episode is all about risk. When were you kind of introduced to, to really... How to manage risk what uh, what risk actually was, and, and where did you start to to really understand that concept
0: you know it's interesting because uh, as I mentioned in the last episode that risk actually is something that to- is talked about in every single business company place that i've ever worked before. They just label it called safety that's how they label it. Risk is risk. When I started lurking how to or learning how to trade, however. No one talked about risk. They didn't tell you how you could protect your money until I came across real-life trading. And that was the one thing that actually attracted me to real-life trading because that was the first thing that they taught was how to control the risk. So that was kind of my uh, intro into risk management as far as trading is concerned. And I'm very, very thankful that I learned that very close to the beginning of my trading journey. How about you?
1: Yeah, so I would say I I, I didn't... I understand what risk was but I, I just assumed that was like you're gonna risk your entire account trading the market like that was my basic definition of, of what risk was until um and, and again I, I was i started really getting into the markets in, in terms of day trading probably about 16 years ago i was literally buying books i was going to the libraries they still i think they still exist but if you guys are not familiar you could google what that is but i was going there i was looking up what what stocks were i was looking at charts i was looking at all of those different things that realistically um helped with setups it helped with when to start to understand what volume and understanding uh, price action through just the basics of that and then again it was kind of piecing it all together to actually turn it into a coherent thought but nobody really mentioned risk nobody nobody really mentioned like what a stop was where to put stops it was all like how to take a trade how to get into a trade So I was doing that for a while. I was doing option trading with it. I was doing, um, stock trading with it and it was, it was great, but there would be just wild swings in the trade. Right. And even Mm -hmm. if I had a good week, it was tough to have a good month. And until Mm -hmm. I found real life trading that put a lot of perspective into, I I could actually know how much I could potentially lose on a trade. Mm -hmm. And then if you could just repeat the same process over and over again, you could be consistently profitable. Mm-hmm. That changed a lot for me. So, so honestly, it was when when I first found for me real life trading, I was able to now really figure out this other key portion of it. And I wouldn't even I, I don't even want to honestly classify it as the other like that should be the main focus of of trading is pr- work the risk first and then worry about the gains.
0: So, why do you think most companies don't talk about it?
1: Uh, uh, honestly, that's a good question. I I don't know. I I don't know. I I think. If I was to take a wild stab in the dark, what I would say is it's easier to to publish and market and get people excited about how much they could win as opposed as opposed to about how much they could lose, right? Right. Where it's, if right. you're just looking at all the upside of everything and you're like, wow, oh, you can take GameStop and make millions of dollars. You can take Tesla when it breaks out. Yeah, fine and dandy. But what happens if it doesn't? Right? Mm-hmm. What if that doesn't work the way you planned? that one trade that could have went to the moon took you right to the ground floor. And it's, you're, you're starting back from scratch and it's just easier to talk about the wins and then talking about, Oh yeah, I got stopped out here or this one didn't work. So I, mm-hmm. I would, that that's what I would think. Well, why would you say that would be? No,
0: I think that's right. And I, I'm just curious if, you know, maybe people don't know how to manage their risk appropriately. And that's one of the reasons they don't teach it because I see, in a lot of the other companies, at least when I, I see them posting things, their position sizes are usually very inconsistent. Um, I'll see a lot of people that are using hotkeys to enter trades as, as things are working in their position. And I don't know if they're watching their PL to see whether or not they're hitting a level. Uh, like, I, I don't understand some of the ways that some people are managing their risk, but I don't know if they've ever really had a concrete plan in place for doing it. So maybe that's why they don't teach it. But I don't know. And I, and then the other thing is I think a lot of people perhaps approach the market in an optimistic way, thinking that it's going to change their life, thinking that it's going to get them rich. And therefore, they don't want to look at the other side of it, which is the risk management, because that's a kind of a point of view that says there's a potential that I could lose. And just like going into casino, a lot of people don't want to think about the risks. And I'm not saying that trading is gambling in fact i disagree with it completely i think that trading is only gambling when you're not considering the risks and when you don't put in some risk management so that's kind of why i think it's important but i think a lot of people approach the markets with a gambling mentality that it's going to be their ticket their lucky break their their shot to the moon where they're going to ride it right out into the sunset and become wealthy and get lambos and all that other kind of stuff so
1: well i, I agree yeah. i think i mean i think they approach it for what it is, I mean, I, I, for a lot of people getting into the markets, it, they're approaching it as a gamble because it is a gamble. They don't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they haven't put a lot of the... They haven't back traded. I can guarantee most people haven't back traded. They haven't spent the time going through courses, getting mentorship groups, uh, finding different books like I was doing back at the library, watching YouTube videos now. There's so much education out there where if you don't really embrace the education and you don't really want to to accept the mental challenge of trading... You're gambling, right? And mm-hmm. if, if you don't know, okay, I don't know if I should get here or get out here or where I should put my stops or entries or why I'm doing it. Honestly, they're approaching the, the markets the way they should be. It's it's just a gamble at that point,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And then it's like, man, yeah. I, I, I won a lot at the casino today or I, I didn't go so well, right? right. And uh, not a lot of people, people win at the casino. They don't typically build a, a generational wealth from the casino, right? Exactly. And it's a big difference. And, then, and they'll approach the stock market where you got have a great day, a great week, a great month but try having a great year or doing that twice in a row. It's it's very yeah. different.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. So what are some of the techniques that you would recommend for new traders that are just starting? What are some of those techniques that you would use for managing risk?
1: Yeah, no, number one, have a stop. Learn what a stop is, put a stop in. I've seen so many traders go from, uh, hey, I'm having a really great month to I, I blew all the profits plus some. Very easily. I've seen a lot of traders go from, okay, I'm gonna get in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a mental stop. It's gonna be uh, at twenty seven dollars. And next thing you know, that's a new. Uh, you just got married to the stock. It fell through, and they're like, okay, if it goes, it should be bouncing around here or this next spot. And then six months later, they're still holding the stock because it just never never did that bounce that they were looking for. So try if if you're trading, trade. If you want to marry the stock, put it in the long term, right? But don't don't confuse the two. They they are very very different. So number one for new traders, use a stop. And, and I see a lot of new traders do it, where they're just okay if it gets up, but then emotion t- takes over and, and this. Can you? And I think the biggest risk why new traders don't do it is because they have the idea that it's going to come back and it might. And it, there's there's times where you'll get stopped out to the penny or it would dip right below your stop. And then you're like, man, I lost the full R, the full full risk unit on it. But if I just stayed in, I could have made the money back. And yes, in that scenario, that one time, the two times it happens, yeah, you could have made the money back. But for the other 10 times it happens, you'd be wishing that you were out of that stock, right? And I think people get too caught up on that initial loss of things of, if I didn't have a stop, I could have came back. And and they don't look at the overall picture as to, well, what if I just put the stop in every single time? Really, can I progress? And that's the picture I think you have to focus on.
0: Gotcha. So I want to talk about two things that you've said, and one of them is mental stop. And the other one is the, the whole getting stopped out and then, you know, thinking that it was going to turn around and you, you'd learn those behaviors. Let's start with that one first, because a lot of traders, this is what happens is you'll put a stop in place. You'll get stopped out and you'll think to yourself, just what you said is, well, if I hadn't have had the stop there, it would have turned around and I would have been profitable on the trade. Therefore, I would not have lost. Now, there's a problem with that. Can you identify what that problem might be before I put my two cents in here?
1: Um, yeah, if you get stopped out, it's, you lost financially, but your plan is not lost. You're, you're still successful because the trade is not doing what you want being successful in the market doesn't necessarily relate to making money it relates to did you follow your plan and then the real the real perspective is is your plan successful or is your plan not so successful right right and it, it, just by putting in the time and effort you, you could find that out we can make tweaks and changes but mm-hmm. you you've actually you've had a successful trade your sentiment right. on the the market or what you thought should have happened didn't happen and that's fine
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, the two things that I'm going to say about this is that, first of all, if you get stopped out, one of two things could be happening. Either that trade did not work, right, is what you said. And even if it does roll over and it it goes down a little bit lower or a little bit past your stop and then reverses and heads in the direction that you originally originally were trading and you would have been profitable had you not had a stop – the setup that you initially set up did not work. And therefore that trade was done. And then you might have an opportunity to get in for a second trade and thinking of it that way and recognizing that you had two different possibilities. The first one failed. The second one didn't understand that that can help. But I think the bigger problem, especially with newer tracer traders is that they put their stop and maybe the entry and the stop are not in the right place. And so when they get stopped out the, and then it, Reverses and goes in their favor, but they're no longer in the trade. They end up losing on the trade. They start thinking this stops the problem. The stops the problem, instead of recognizing that maybe that's not the problem, maybe I need to revisit where my entry is. Maybe I need to revisit the actual setup and, and start deep diving into that so that you can fine tune that entry. I remember when I first started trading, I used to tell one of my mentors that, you know, it doesn't matter. Every time I put my stop in, it, like I'm getting hit right where that stop is. I'm getting hit exactly where that stop is. It bounces and goes in my favor. And my mentor Said to me, put your entry where your stop is, and that was a kind of a mental shift for me that I had never even thought of, and it it forced me to face some realities about the way that I traded at that point that made me into a better trader. And I'm not saying that if you just simply move your stop to or move your entry to where your stop is that everything's going to be great. But the fact of the matter was is the way that I was identifying where my stop should go was because that that was kind of actually a good entry point and that's what happens liquidity is sitting right there and it gets tagged and it would go in my favor and that made it made better sense to have my stop there so you know start start looking at other reasons instead of blaming the stop because as soon as you start blaming the stop and you pull that stop what ends up happening is you reward bad behavior and you may win on the trade, but at some point you will lose and lose badly. And it's not going to be a good thing, right? So,
1: yeah. I would also say for, for a newer trader too, everybody gets so caught up on where to put the stop. Um, if, if you're a newer trader, number one, have the stop in place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then two, find that location where you think you're dead wrong. And it's okay to go lower than that place. Because again, the the idea is you want, you're, you're still learning the market. You're still trying to figure out who you are as a person and how that relates to the market, right? The market will teach you a lot of things about yourself that you just don't either know or don't want to admit, right? And by putting, everybody wants to put that stop super tight because they want to, because then you need less to happen to make a really nice trade, right? But it's also more likely that you get taken out of that trade. So if you're mm-hmm. a super new trader, find your setups, find where what you, you kind of like. Why build out your case for sentiment if the stock should be going bullish, bearish at this certain point. And then throw your there's nothing wrong with throwing your stop lower than it should be. Because then if it if you're right, okay, great. You know what you just did? You, you're able to now easily move your stop up. You're gonna lose less than an hour on the trade, right? And if the trade's really gonna work, it, it should work. It should be pushing in your direction. But Getting comfortable and doing the, the repetition of just understanding what you're looking for, and then as you're practicing and back trading and going through live stocks, paper trading, all that stuff, now get more comfortable with. Okay, if I could move my stop a little bit, but still not really be in that danger zone. Now I need less to happen, right? And you're you're growing, but a lot of traders will, will try to go in super tight with trades, especially in the beginning of of their trading careers, and then it's like, okay, I got stop, I got stop, and then they get frustrated and and it's uh psychologically damaging and you're like oh, I can't do this I'm, I'm I just keep getting wicked out of trades or whatever the case just take your time it's a, it's it's not mm-hmm. a it's not a sprint it's a it's a marathon and, and the longer you're in it the more you see the progression the just the better you will be number one taking trades but even having just that self confidence like yeah this is something I could do if DJ mm-hmm. Dan could do this trust me anybody anybody could do this it's not it's not rocket science but you have to overcome a lot of just just the, the tra- emotional train wreck of going through trading.
0: Fair enough. You said something that I really like, and I'm going to actually give the, the tip revenue. of all tips. T- <laughs> I'm going to give the tip of all tips. This is the Tracy Ball, like creme de la creme tip. If you can master this, it's going to make you a better trader. I guarantee it. But you mentioned that, uh, you know, find a location where the trade absolutely fails. Okay. I pick my stop first. I focus on my stop first. So if even if I see a setup, I know where my entry is going to be, but I focus on my stop first. That's the first thing that I do. I always select my stop. Then I look, okay, where's my entry? My entry is going to be here. Now I know what my risk reward is. At that point, I can determine whether or not I'm going to take the trade. Is it really worth it? Okay, that is a huge mental shift, because most people focus on the entry first, and then the stop, just like you were saying. And that's something that I, as soon as I changed it, I tell you, this is the reason why it's going to make you a better trader. Because most traders cannot identify when the trade's going to fail. That's the problem. They don't understand that. They don't know that, okay, well, once it breaks this level, it's broken all support. So if you can start to identify where that location is that is going to improve your trading and make you a better trader. I can guarantee it. So,
1: and I would say, yeah, Yeah. the the first, the first thing everybody identifies, number one is where's my entry and then where's my target. Mm -hmm. And like the stop is the last thing that they worry about. Yep. But flip it. If if you're able to, if you're able to say, okay, where's my stop first? And I I agree with that, right? You've already been kind of generally looking at your, your entry zones. If it pulls back to the zone or if I can get this breakout, but it's all I mean with, with I, I don't want to lay out the risk. I don't want to put the risk on the table that somebody could just swipe off, off the table if the reward doesn't make sense as well. Right? So while having having picking out your targets makes sense, great. If if you're able to and I think this is why a lot of people go tight with stops too, they're like, This is the greatest spot to put my entry because I I want to make sure I, I'm in the trade. They're so worried mm-hmm. about not being in the trade. Get skipped, be, be missed. It happens. Great point. But they'll find they'll find that entry point, and then they're like, okay, but this is where my target is. And then they're now they're coming in thirdly with, okay, where should my stop be so that this trade will make sense, risk reward wise. Yeah. And if if you're back trading or reviewing your trades at the end of the day, go back and be like, is this really the best spot? And whether the trade wins or not, that's regardless. Go back and is this the best spot for this stop? Is this the one where I really feel I'm wrong on my initial? insight of saying, I was bullish, or bearish. This is why I wanted to go in. And was this a spot that would have really told me I was wrong on my sentiment? Yeah. And a lot, I I think a lot of people probably, probably are are avoiding that, that conversation.
0: Yep, absolutely. They definitely are. So hopefully after listening to this, they won't be, but just study curiosity. Let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about some of the actual techniques used to manage the stop, for instance to lower risk while you're in a trade. So what are some of your favorite ways of managing your trade?
1: Um, in terms of where to move stops?
0: Yeah. How do you, do you have any systems, any particular systems that you use?
1: Yeah. Um, for me, I'm, it's it's not about so much the amount of time I've been in the trade. I'm, uh, if I get in right at 9.30 a.m. when the market opens and nothing happens all day and I have to get out of four, so be it, right? So it's not, it's not so much the time. It's when I start to think, you know what? Maybe my sentiment isn't as strong as it was before, right? So if, okay. I, if I'm if i bullish in something, I want to know when the bulls really start to weaken and the bears take over. I'll use volume a lot for that. Um, okay. I'll, I'll use the volume in terms of, of the daily candles and, and you can use VPAC as well. But I want to see really where pivots start to get broken. So essentially when lower lows start to happen if I'm bullish. If, if this thing is really supposed to go bullish, the last time the bulls came in isn't really the, if, if they're all getting taken out and they're losing money, I, I feel like they're not really winning that battle or fight. They're they're just, it's not as strong. And then I want to kind of move, I want to eventually move my stops where the market gives it to me. And it's the same, same reason as to why I got into a trade and, and put my stop there in the first place. Because originally if I'm wrong on where I get in and then it comes down and stops me out, I'm probably just wrong on the trade, more, more than mm-hmm. not. And same thing, as you're in the trade, as it starts to develop, there's going to be other stops where bulls buy, buy buy up the dips, buy up the dips, buy up the dips. And then when they stop buying up the dips, the trade's probably over, start getting a little more aggressive with, with those trades. Um, I'm comfortable with my R though, right? And I think being comfortable with the R helps to really take a lot of emotion out of it where if you just see your account balance scrolling back and forth, up and down, you can start panicking. You're like, wow, this is crazy. But have a comfortable R, have something that you, you could focus more so on the actual trade, the pattern, the volume, than really the, 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 the amount of money in your account or the amount of how quickly it moves up or down in your direction or not. That should be the least of your worries. If you, if you could master the trade, get comfortable with the actual setup, the pattern, how you would do the same thing over and over again, You will make the money. You don't have to focus on the money. Focus more on the trade. And for me, I I need to focus on the trade and see where those pivots come in and uh, kind of where that sentiment
0: shifts. So do you move your stop basically to locations that will always be a failed trade? Or do you Uh, follow some other type of system? Well, as the trade is progressing, do you identify each of those levels that would mean a failed trade?
1: Every trade I get into, I have the mentality of this is going to be a failed trade. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. But once it starts working in your favor, what I'm talking about, once it starts to work in your favor, so let's say you're in a bullish trade and you're up one R, maybe you're up two R yep. on the trade. I don't, and you, right. Now you,
1: right. I, I you don't, care, move your I don't care how many Rs I'm up. It, it, to me, it matters where, because I still have my target, right? I, whether, whatever it is, two Rs, let's say, if I'm, if I'm taking a trade, I have actual belief based on the rest of the chart, based on the analysis, based on volume. That we can get to that two R target. So if I move my stops too quickly, it's more of a it's more of a chance that I get taken out of the trade as opposed to I could get to that two R target. So I, for me, I want to go slow on it. As soon, if I could get a little bit off the table and say, you know what, I'm at instead of a full R of risk, I'm at 08 R. That just bought that. It doesn't matter if I make if I lose eight R or an R. I mean, it doesn't matter. What matters to me is. If I'm wrong on the trade, okay, I, I did lose less, but me moving that stop buys me a little bit more time to to hang in there to try to get to that target, right? So yes, I'll, I'll look for spots that I could move that stop comfortably without having to worry about, okay, if it's working, but if I get a little bit of a pullback, how likely am I going to get wicked out on that pullback and then it runs to my target? So I want to get to a comfortable, uh, happy medium, I guess.
0: Right, so basically, you're looking for an area where it, if it does hit your stop, it's, the trade has the trade changed. Trade is probably failing, right? The sentiment yeah, on the yeah.
1: trade is probably giving up a little bit.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. What are what are some of the ways that you would recommend new traders that are just starting out? What are some of the best stop management rules for them, or ways to manage their time? Because I, I see a lot of people that'll that'll Um, say, after so much time to move your stop, uh, there's, you know, moving to pivots, there's waiting for certain levels to break, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I I think there's some advantages to each of those, particularly for newer traders. Um, An example would be holding and not moving your stop or uh, until a certain time has gone by that can hold that muscle. Is it necessarily the best way? Not necessarily, because I think that there's there's times where things are definitely failing and you need to just bail. And there's other times where um, moving your stop just after a specific amount of time isn't necessarily the best thing either because you need to hold a little bit longer. Um, so, you know, what do you think is a good hybrid or a best approach for newer traders?
1: Like you said, I see the the positives and deltas for both, right? Um, I, I think personally that, and again, this should be this should be done paper trading. It should be done with, with um, back trading just to get comfortable with your setups. And I would also say, no matter which approach you have, do that one consistently for a little bit. Like, don't keep changing strategies. Mm-hmm. But as a newer trader, at least for me, at least and, and from a lot of people that, that might be in some of the mentor groups that I'll be working with in coaching or one on ones things like that, a lot of times with newer traders, they're they're not they're moving their they're moving their stops based on a motion more so than they are because the plan says so. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think giving it more of a time basis, which could, I mean, if you're on the same time frame, it could be a certain amount of candles is an easy way to calculate it. Or after 15 minutes, now you, you have the ability to move the stop, but if you're moving it too often, it's very hard to, to get those wins when you move it too, too often. If, if you're just moving it because you're, you're like, I need to, I need to just not lose on this trade. If you mm-hmm. should not, if you really don't want to lose on the trade, you should probably not have taken the take trade it. in the first place, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. I
1: mean, every like I said before, my, my mentality getting into a trade is it's probably going to lose. Like I'm yeah, I'm already yeah. setting the mindset that it lost that this way I'm not I'm not worried, and I get more excited if it wins than than if it loses, right? So yeah. just kind of having that little little um, shift in th- in thought process helped me a lot. But I, I think having some kind of time rule of of like just don't get aggressive or the other thing is just have like, you're only allowed to move stops twice yeah. after you, after your original stop, because that's going to force you to just try to build those holding muscles. Because if, if you're just bailing at every time you see half R, it's going to be very difficult to get to an R. Same thing if you're bailing every time you see an R, it's going to be very difficult to get to two R's, right? So right. let the trade work. Let the concept that you've you've done from your pre-analysis of why you got into that trade let that work as opposed to just quickly moving it and on every single candle that comes in and definitely yeah. don't trade off a five minute chart and switch over to a one minute chart and start moving all <laughs> your stops based on just one minute candles. Now that that's, that's going to drive you crazy.
0: <laughs> now there's a little bit of a mental shift that I'm hoping somebody will get right now, but we've talked a lot about stops as far as risk management con- is concerned. You need to recognize that profit taking is a form of risk management So profit-taking is also one way of reducing the risk that you have on the table. So, you know, if you're struggling with that, moving the stops too quickly, if you're struggling with the amount of risk that you have on the table and you want to build that holding muscle where you don't move your stop quite as much, start taking partials, start exiting little bits of your position when you are profitable, because that is essentially removing risk from the table. And I'll tell you, I have it in my head that my job is to lose less than one R. That's my job, and for me, that just matters you know I do that by taking partials at resistance levels. That's one of as soon as I've taken my first partial, I know I've done my job, and I can start to relax. I can settle into the trade. I can give it more more space. I've already accomplished my goal, and from there, the rest is history. So just a little bit of a mind shift. I hope you guys all get that. And uh, yeah, look at that, Dan. I think we're pretty much out of time
1: Out of time. How does it always happen? It
0: we're happens. That it we happens can, fast. It cannot
1: beat is time. That's it. But we do appreciate all you guys each and every week joining us for the real life trading pivot podcast um, for all our new friends that are joining us on the free week. We appreciate having you guys here, all the veterans that are in the group. Of course, thanks for joining us as always. Uh, and we always have some links to real life trading, some of the educational courses and one-on-ones from uh, both myself and Tracy as well. So You guys are more than welcome to click on that. Otherwise, we'll see all of you guys next week on another episode of the Pivot Podcast. Take it easy.